0: Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at JohnDeere.com get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. I'm Laura Adams. If you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage money the best ways possible and live a richer life, you are in the right place. I am so excited to have you with me. I've had a couple of weird mornings because my coffee maker just stopped working. It was working great. I I grind my beans like I make a big thing about having fresh coffee every morning and my machine just stopped working. Have you ever had one of those days where things just didn't seem quite right? Well, fortunately, it was under warranty. So I think I have a new one on the way, but it's going to be about another week. So having to get coffee somewhere else is kind of a whole different routine in the morning for me. But anyway, I'm dealing with it. In last week's podcast, called Six Ways the New Tax Rules Affect Your Retirement. I covered the updated IRS regulations for retirement accounts, such as workplace plans and IRAs going forward in 2019. Well, I received several questions from readers about how to choose the best account. Here's what I got. Harish says, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Harish says, I don't qualify for the tax benefits of an IRA because of my income is there any advantage in investing in an IRA with no tax benefits instead of using a regular brokerage account? Great question. And Marta says, I max out my 401k at work every year and still have more to invest. If I contribute to a traditional IRA, I understand that I don't get a tax deduction, but I can't contribute to a Roth IRA because I earn too much. What should I do? Marta, another great question. And finally, Arthur says... I maxed out my 401k for the year and want to know if I can also max out an IRA. If so, would my IRA contributions also be tax deductible? So in this post, I'm gonna answer these terrific questions and this show is definitely for you if you're looking to maximize a retirement account or you're not quite sure if you can use multiple retirement accounts to your advantage. There are some clever and sort of tricky rules for doing it, but all in all, it's a great idea. So I'm going to explain what to do when faced with the choice of a non-deductible IRA or a taxable brokerage account. And we're going to review the rules for when you can and cannot use various types of accounts. And we'll cover five tips for choosing the best types of retirement accounts for you and your family. This is episode number 571 called Non-deductible IRA or Taxable Account five tips to know which is best. Knowing the best retirement accounts for you can be a little tricky at first, but when you know some basic rules, I promise it won't be very complicated. And it's going to vary based on what's offered at your job or your spouse's job, whether you're self-employed or work for an employer, how much you earn, and your tax filing status. So we're going to go through five tips and sort of use them as a guide for choosing the right vehicles to fund and grow your retirement. So tip number one is max out a retirement plan at work first. So bottom line, if you have any type of retirement plan offered by an employer, such as a 401k, 403b, 457, or a TSP, That should always, always, always be your go-to savings account. Why? Well, not only can you contribute more to those accounts than you can with an IRA, but your employer may also contribute additional free matching funds. And I never want you to turn down any free money. As I mentioned in last week's show, for 2019, the workplace retirement account limits are increasing. They're going to be $19,000 or $25,000 if you're over age 50. So, this is the most that you can put in each year. Now, your employer can put in more than that, but from your paycheck, those are the limits starting in 2019. Now, IRAs are great accounts but the contribution limits are much lower. They're only up to $6,000 or $7,000 if you're over age 50. So you can see that with a workplace plan, you can put in more than three times what you can put into an IRA. So always opt to max out a workplace plan when you can. I know some of you don't have a retirement account at work. Maybe you work for a medium or a small company and they just don't offer it, or you're self-employed. What I'll cover in this podcast will also help you decide what type of account is best for you. So if you've got a workplace plan, once you've contributed the annual limit at work, Then it's time to turn your attention to other options, such as a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. But if you have a workplace plan and you have not yet maxed it out, you shouldn't even be thinking about an IRA. Focus on that workplace plan and maxing it out. Also note that if you have a Roth account at work, like a Roth 401k, you're eligible no matter how much you earn to participate in that Roth at work. Unlike a Roth IRA, which does come with an annual income limit, which I'll review, a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b does not have any income requirements. So it's available to anybody in the workplace, no matter how much you earn. The main benefit of a Roth is that you pay tax up front on your contributions, but you get to take withdrawals in retirement that are completely tax-free. So if you're relatively young or you're, let's say, in an entry-level job, maybe not earning a whole lot of money and you expect to earn more down the road, a Roth is a great idea because you've got a lot of time and potential growth that will happen in that account that will be completely tax-free. A common question that I hear is what to do if your employer does not offer any matching. Well, let me say, if your employer is stingy and they are not gonna give you any matching funds, I'm still a proponent of maxing out a workplace retirement plan. These accounts are just too valuable. They offer too many great benefits to ignore. One of them is that it's just so convenient because you've got automatic payroll deductions. So those elective contributions are, coming straight out of your paycheck before you even get a chance to see the money. I love that. You also get very broad federal legal protections under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, which gets shortened to ERISA, E-R-I-S-A. That offers a lot of legal protections that an IRA may or may not give you, depending on the laws in your state. And you also typically get a lot of free guidance from your employer or the 401k plans administrator, And that guidance is very valuable. So don't pout if there aren't any matching funds and just keep saving as much as you can. If you max out a retirement account at work and you still have more to invest, bravo. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. I'll give you a virtual high five for that. So keep listening and I'm gonna help you understand the choices that you should make next. And again, if you don't have a job with a retirement plan, what I'm going to cover will also help you choose the best account for your situation. And by the way, if you'd like some clarification on all these different accounts that I'm talking about in this show, like 401k, IRA, traditional, Roth, I know it can be very confusing. I created a free one-page PDF download that shows you all the rules, and I'm going to update it for 2019, so you can get this free retirement account comparison chart In the notes for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can text me. Just text the word retire, R-E-T-I-R-E, to the number 33444, and you can immediately get this free download. I think it will be a handy tool for you as you think about all these different types of accounts. Okay, so after you have maxed out a retirement plan at work, The second tip I wanna give you is to use a traditional IRA when it's fully deductible. So a traditional IRA is a great choice when you need an upfront tax break. All your contributions may be tax deductible, and that's the case even if you do not itemize deductions on your tax return. Plus, with a traditional IRA, there is no income limit. So it makes it a really smart choice when you're a high earner or you don't have a workplace plan, or even when you're self-employed. Harris said his income is too high for an IRA, but he didn't mention if he has a retirement plan at work. If not, he could get the full tax deduction with a traditional IRA because it does not come with an income limit. However, When you or your spouse do have a workplace retirement plan, the deductibility of your contributions to a traditional IRA may be reduced or even eliminated based on your income. Arthur asked if his IRA contributions would be deductible when he maxes out a 401k. Here are the limits that you need to know to answer that question. For 2019, if you're a single taxpayer with income over $74,000, you cannot deduct any traditional IRA contributions when you also participate in a retirement plan at work. So Arthur, if you're single and you make over that amount, you would not be able to deduct that IRA contribution. Now, this is the case no matter if you max out the plan or you just contribute $10 to the plan. If you're married, it's a little bit higher if you file taxes jointly as a couple and you have your own workplace retirement plan, you cannot deduct traditional IRA contributions when your household income exceeds $123,000. And to make it even more complicated, if you don't have a retirement account at work, but your spouse does, traditional IRA contributions are not tax deductible when your household income exceeds $203,000. So Arthur, it really depends on how much you make. If you make Under these limits that I just mentioned, you can deduct some or all of your contributions to a traditional IRA when you also have a retirement plan at work. Now, let me clarify, you can still contribute to or max out both a workplace plan and a traditional IRA in the same year, no matter how much you earn, but you just may not get the full tax benefit for those IRA contributions. And I'm going to tell you more about making non-deductible IRA contributions in just a moment. All right, let's say you've maxed out your retirement account at work and you are not eligible for deductible IRA contributions to a traditional IRA. My third tip would be to use a Roth IRA when you qualify. So another way to use multiple retirement accounts wisely is to pair your workplace plan with a Roth IRA. But as I mentioned, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA when your income exceeds the limit for your tax filing status. For 2019, single taxpayers get shut out of a Roth IRA when they have income above $137,000. And if you're married and file taxes jointly, you are ineligible for a Roth IRA when your income exceeds dollars 203000 The Roth offers some really nice benefits that can outweigh a traditional IRA. And in general, the younger you are and the more time you have before retiring, the more a Roth makes sense for you. But Harish and Marta both mentioned that they earned too much to be eligible for a Roth IRA. Now, when you don't qualify for a Roth IRA and you also have a workplace retirement plan, you are left with two account options, a non-deductible IRA or a taxable brokerage account. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. All right, the fourth tip is use a non-deductible IRA as a last resort. If you're like Marta and you've got income that's too high to qualify for a Roth IRA, or for a fully deductible traditional IRA because you've also got a workplace plan, I want you to consider a non-deductible IRA your last resort to get a tax break. A non-deductible IRA is simply a traditional IRA that's funded with after-tax dollars. However, Even though you don't get an immediate tax benefit for your contributions, your earnings in a non-deductible IRA are still tax-deferred. In other words, as your non-deductible balance grows, you avoid tax on gains and dividends in the account until you take withdrawals in retirement. But here's an important tip. Instead of mixing your deductible and your non-deductible contributions in the same IRA, open up another IRA to keep the two types of contributions separate if you do choose a non-deductible IRA. Also, be aware that if you make non-deductible contributions, you must submit IRS Form 8606 when you file taxes. Having this record-keeping to do is one downside to a non-deductible IRA. It is your responsibility to keep up with the amount of deductible versus non-deductible contributions in your traditional IRA. Otherwise, you and the IRS will not know whether you owe tax on future withdrawals from the account, and you can end up paying tax twice. No fun. Another confusing aspect of a non-deductible IRA is that the IRS treats all of your traditional IRA assets as a single IRA when you start taking withdrawals. It's a bit complicated, but when you have both deductible and non-deductible contributions, even when they're in separate accounts, only a portion of your investment gains in the account may be tax-free. All right, my fifth tip is consider converting a non-deductible IRA to a Roth. To sum up, it is always better to contribute to a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA when you can. But if you do contribute to a non-deductible IRA, another option is to convert it to a Roth IRA, and this is known as a backdoor Roth IRA. This is a way for high earners who are ineligible to contribute to a Roth IRA to still have a Roth IRA using a workaround strategy. So here's how it works. Once a year, you can make a non-deductible IRA contribution and then convert it to a Roth IRA. When you do a Roth conversion, you have to pay tax on any amount that was not previously taxed. Be aware that a Roth conversion can be a bit complicated if you've had your IRA for a while, or you've got a mix of non-deductible and deductible IRAs. So before you even think about doing a Roth conversion, I want you to contact your IRA custodian or the provider of your retirement account for some instructions on how to do a conversion properly. Also, as I previously mentioned, don't forget that you've got to submit form 8606 with your tax return anytime you make non-deductible contributions to an IRA. All right, let's try to answer the question, should you contribute to a non-deductible IRA or a taxable account? I will say that the major benefit of making contributions to a non-deductible IRA is that you defer taxation on growth in the account. That's a really nice benefit because you get to skip paying tax on earnings in the account until you withdraw them. Because there are some downsides to using a non-deductible IRA, many people say, well, why shouldn't I just use a taxable brokerage account instead? And it's a good question. But the downside of a taxable account is that it's a taxable account. You've got to pay capital gains tax rates that can be as high as 20% for investments that are owned for more than a year. In contrast, you pay ordinary income tax rates on withdrawals from retirement accounts. And for 2018, the income tax brackets range from 10% up to 37% depending on how much you earn. So whether you would pay more or less tax using a non-deductible IRA or a brokerage account really depends on a variety of factors, such as what types of investments you own, how long you own them, and how much you earn. So unfortunately, I can't give you a definitive answer about whether you'll come out ahead with a non-deductible IRA or a brokerage account. The best way to know is definitely consult with a tax or financial planner about the pros and cons of contributing to a non-deductible IRA when you also have a retirement plan at work. He or she can give you a lot of good guidance based on your unique situation. And as I mentioned, the record keeping for a non-deductible IRA can be a little tricky. So if you're not organized or you don't have a good accountant or you don't know exactly what the investments are inside your IRA, I don't recommend entering into non-deductible IRA territory. The downside is that you could wind up paying more in taxes instead of less. All right, let's review these tips. Number one, max out a retirement plan at work first, always. Number two, use a traditional IRA when it's fully deductible. Number three, use a Roth IRA when you qualify. Number four, use a non-deductible IRA as a last resort. And number five, consider converting a non-deductible IRA to a Roth. Thanks to Harris, Marta, and Artha for sending in your questions. If you have a question or a future show idea, just visit my contact page at lauradadams.com. And while you're there, you can get four free chapters of my new book, Debt-Free Blueprint, How to Get Out of Debt and Build a Financial Life You Love, which is an Amazon number one new release. Plus, there's a freebie section with loads of resources like the retirement account comparison chart that I mentioned, all at lauradadams.com. Another great place to interact with me and many, many really smart people who are in this community is my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to that same number, 33444. I'll see you there. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Reichberg, with editorial support from Joe Muscolino. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please show your support by rating and reviewing on iTunes. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, Here's to living a richer life.